Welcome to Sykes and the City, the podcast all about understanding and breaking the stigma surrounding modern day mental health. My name's Taylor James and each week I'll be tackling a brand new mental challenge with one of New York's finest psychiatrists, Dr. Jeff Ditzel. So whether you're on the move or working from home, hit that subscribe button and join me for some education, motivation and some light-hearted chat surrounding mental health. Welcome to another episode of Sykes and the City. Today I'm joined by an incredible mental health advocate, CJ Beats Bipolar. Welcome to Sykes and the City. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I got really confused then because then I was like, do I introduce you as your name or like your page? So I just went with it all. So <laughs> no, that's I, I go by, I usually go by CJ Beats Bipolar. So, um, my mom calls me my name. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like I'm pretty sure. Like I'm not trying to assume anything here, but I feel like we've both been called worse. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm gonna throw it over to you, kind of in at the deep end, because I'm familiar with your story, and it is a bit of a whirlwind. Your story and. I kind of want to hear it firsthand from you and obviously for our listeners, like who are you and how have you got to this point that you're now spreading kind of all this mental health awareness? Uh, well, my name is Chris Johnson. Um, through mental health channels, I go by CJ Beats Bipolar and I am uh, a mental health advocate here in Alberta, Canada. Um, for the past 15 years, I have been a crane operator in um our oil and gas industry here, which yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know how much your listenership is familiar with that, but it's, it's the major industry here. Yeah. And the, the thing about the oil and gas industry here is it's all very remote work. And okay. so it's a lot of time away from your family, a lot of time away from um, society, basically. And yeah. so. Well, I imagine seeing some quite wide open spaces as well. Like obviously with what you're doing, like if you are digging and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're they're called open pit mines, and so they yeah. basically they have giant pieces of equipment, which is why they need cranes to fix them. And they go out and they they strip layers out of the earth and oh, wow. pull out, extract uh, sand that's basically got it's saturated with uh, with bitumen, which can be refined into oil. Joe, well, I love the fact that this podcast just keeps like giving me like new little lessons and new little nuggets of information <laughs> like, i you genuinely find it so day, interesting not having a good day so. <laughs> but, so so yeah getting back to my story that's i've been working in that industry for 15 years in alberta here 12 of those years i have had uh, an, a diagnosis of bipolar disorder yeah and so what cj beats bipolar has become is my my outreach to encourage um men especially in traditionally masculine industries like farming and oil and gas and, yeah. and um uh, logging and things like that to be open and speak up about their their mental health i think it's, it's incredible and i think obviously from it's not obviously it's worlds of parks obviously i'm on this side of the pond you're on that side of the pond but i was quite taken aback that recently i can't remember if it was last year or it was in recent years anyway where one of the highest suicide rates was from that kind of industry was like you know the the builders 
and it's it's quite hard hitting and especially from two men here i mean i'm very open now with my mental health and you know being seeing what you do and like how much you encourage people like i don't think it would be a problem if we were to have that conversation but why do you think it's so difficult for men to have that kind of open chat about their feelings um, i think it goes back to to how we're raised as men um yeah the man up mentality be a man you hear all these yeah. things all the time and basically what i'm finding and what people that i've been you know that i speak with through my journey have been finding is that men are discouraged to speak about their feelings and they're discouraged to manifest the emotion of sadness as sadness and so it comes yeah. out as anger and it because and anger breeds fear and so people are afraid to talk about their mental health because they don't want to be judged and they fear the judgment of others. I think that's probably the best way I've ever heard it put. So oh, I really you. appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> because it, it is though, isn't it? It's just, we, 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 we grew up and that's constantly being told like, don't cry, don't do this, don't do this. And it's kind of just suppressed it. And I think it's only really been this past few years where those walls are coming down, especially for men to allow their emotions to come through. And I, I think it's really admirable. Like I find it so refreshing that I can sit down with my mates, whether it's, you know, whether it's like on a zoom call, whether it's, you know, at the pub having a few pints and having this kind of chat of like, oh, I feel crap today. Like oh, I've had a right week of it. This has happened. It's had this effect on my mental health. And it's now the forefront of the conversation rather than, Oh, I'm going to ignore it and pretend it's not happening, but then I'll go home and be riddled with like fear anxiety and you know and depression with bipolar and this is something that i've obviously i've heard of it but i've never really spoke to anyone who has been diagnosed with it in your words how would you describe bipolar disorder and how it affects you um well my bipolar i i tend to or i make a policy i guess of speaking only on my experience and so my experience yeah. is with what is called rapid cycling bipolar yeah and so that's where <clears throat> excuse me i have my depressions and i also have um manias which manias yeah. are it's basically if you think of things as like on a baseline depression is below the baseline mania is above the yeah. baseline and mine are called hypomanias so they're very or hypermanias sorry so they're very okay rapid fire like really they only last for two uh, for at most a week but they can happen multiple times throughout the year and when they do it's it's like you take mania and you put it on steroids so yeah uh so that's mine is that it's rapid cycling i can have multiple instances of it throughout the year and wow. um and the the manias are are elevated over what a normal mania would be so when you're saying mania, like, and forgive me, because this is going to sound really ignorant, but the reason why, you know, Sykes in the City exists is because I want to make these kind of conversations as easy to understand, just to allow other people to have that, you know, that further compassion and that insight into how, you know, various mental challenges can affect people. When you're talking about like mania, like what, what is it and how does that affect you in a way like you know does it affect you like your day-to-day -day functionality like, like what is it uh it's basically 
I guess the best way to describe it is like a euphoric feeling. You feel like you're you're ten feet tall and bulletproof, and oh, um, wow, and you just you have no concept of consequence. And so, my big thing before I before I got on my journey to controlling it is that I yeah. would spend money and drink. And yeah. so I got myself into into a lot of debt problems because of it. And I got myself, um, you know, I was basically an alcoholic, especially yeah. more so when I was on my mania. And so you just basically, you don't, you almost, I don't want to say lose, but you, your cognizance of controlling yourself yeah. uh, lessens, I guess. Wow. I, I genuinely really appreciate you sharing that because obviously I know these kind of conversations are, quite difficult to have and so forgive me if i'm being a little bit intrusive but it's just purely from like an educational point of view oh no i'm i'm an open book i'm i, <laughs> I talk openly no, about it so. <laughs> so you know you were saying there about your um you know like the, the drinking and the, like this state of mania what point did it get to when you realized that okay i think there might be something here i, I need that little bit of help like what was that process did you reach out or was there like, did you have all that, that kind of environment around you to say, I think you need to do this now? Um, well, what happened for me to get my diagnosis is that I had, I was going through a breakup um, with a girl I was with at the time. Yeah. And I went into work because that's what is expected of men is you go to work. Yeah. And I was, I was in the crane and I was crying and I wasn't paying attention to, to what, the people I was working with needed me to do and I mean that's a big responsibility when you're a crane operator because yeah you could hurt someone really easily and so they called in my supervision and they were like this is what's happening with this guy we don't you know something's going on we need to we need to figure it out and so I was I was lucky enough that I had been with the company I was working for long enough that I had a a rapport established with with my yeah. leadership and um they said, they said, we're going to give you some time off, put you on short-term disability. We need you to go figure out what's going on with you. And so I was, I was able to get into a, a outpatient program at one of the, one of the hospitals here in Edmonton, Alberta, um, got diagnosed with my bipolar disorder, gained a few coping strategies and stuff from yeah. that. And then started on my, on my journey to, to control and control my bipolar, I guess have you noticed like a change in like your mindset and like your mentality around it now since you've had that diagnosis like do you understand like why you behave a certain way and has it made that little bit easier um the first probably well I guess I've been with my wife for five years now so the first oh, wow. eight years I guess I I didn't really embrace it I didn't really take it too seriously I went about my life and that like I said I was still drinking and all sorts of stuff like this and then then I met my wife and you know I have four stepkids that came with oh, her wow. and so it was kind of was kind of that was part of the catalyst and then I got into into some some issues with my drinking um and the law and that was kind of my catalyst to be like okay well I I need to get sober I need to figure that part of my life out and it was right around, like it all kind of came together that that was when um, I was approached by BuzzFeed to do, uh, to speak in an article that they were doing on mental health in the wow. oil and gas industry in Alberta. So it just kind of all came together in a really 
good succession of time, I guess. I'm a little bit lost for what, like I'm, I get so in awe of people like yourself who have been through that little bit of a struggle with their mental health or, you know, a mental challenge and they come through the other side because it gives people like me that little bit of hope that there is, you know, I'm not going to be defined by my condition. I'm not going to be defined, you know, whether it's something like bipolar or anxiety or depression and that you've now got this body of work that you can now inspire so many other people just by being honest and open. I, th I think it's incredible. And I think you should be incredibly proud of yourself because I know I imagine at times it wasn't easy at all. But do, do you ever look back now and think, not that it was worth the struggle, but, you know, like just to be like, yeah, I've, I've got control of this now. Or is there, is there days where you don't quite feel like you have control of it? Um, well, that's part of part of why my uh, outreach is called CJ Beats Bipolar is because it it helps document my journey to cope with um, bipolar. Yeah. Unfortunately, my feeling on it is that it will never be beaten because it, it it's a constantly evolving yeah. condition. Um, you know it develops immunities to the drugs that I'm on and so we have to try new try new drugs and things like that and so you know as much as it's um, an ongoing struggle that way it is uh, it's just it's been given me so many opportunities uh, just by opening up and it yeah. allows people to trust me and come to me and open up with their stuff which is amazing so no it is mate and I get like I said, like I get so humbled by people like yourself sharing their journey because it is brave. I don't want to like, you know, patronize anyone by saying like, oh, you're really brave for doing this. You know, I, I hate all that kind of <laughs> cheesy talk around it, but but it is genuinely so inspiring. When things do get a little bit on top and stuff like that, like what are your coping mechanisms? Um, well, that's where the other half of CJ Beats by Polar comes in, is that I play the drums. And Amazing. so music, music, music is, is my solace. Music is where I find, find my escape and my happy place. And so it becomes a lot of either me playing drums or my seven-year-old and I have actually started learning guitar together and things like oh. that, um, you know, escape into a lot of listening to music. Uh, so there's that. And then um, I've also, I'm training to get out of the trade actually and into the finance industry. And the firm I'm training with is, I don't know if you can see all these books behind me, but it's very, <laughs> big, on, it's very big on personal development. And so, you know, those are all personal development books that, you know, I read 10 pages of those every day and it just kind of sets me in a mindset. Um, a lot of thinking about gratitude and goal setting and moving towards my goals. So it's a lot of, mindset over over matter yeah. i guess so how do you keep that mindset going because this is a question that i find so intriguing no matter who i talk to or whatever walk of life you're from what motivates you to keep going um my wife and my kids are my biggest motivation for everything i do in life um i i credit them as having saved me from the lifestyle i was living before uh, 150 percent um, another thing is, is um, there's, there's a phrase that 
you are the average culmination of the five people you spend most time with. And so I've, I've increased my associations and I, I surround myself with people that um, have that, you know, positive mindset. And um, I come, I come from the punk punk rock community and there's yeah. always been, I've always been aware of PMA positive mental attitude. And so, but it's always been from the musical side of things. And so to, to find people that are, able to mentor me and able to help me grow as a person um, and to spend time with them as a way to, that I keep motivated to to keep improving. I'm mate, I'm a little bit like blown away. Like I, you you speak in my language and especially when you talk about music and I, don't, I could sit here all genuinely all day talking about how music is one of the best forms of therapy, whether it takes you to that happy place, that sad place, sad place, it just allows you to express your emotions. I mean, I don't sing, I don't play any kind of instrument, but the fact that you're now passing that on to like the younger generation and how you can be that creative to let out your emotions or your feelings or literally just to, just to kind of rock out is again, I kind of wish someone would teach me guitar. <laughs> I've always wanted to be, well, able, like, be able to play the piano but I just don't have, I don't have the discipline <laughs> to teach myself yet. Anyway, maybe I'll save it for retirement. Maybe. <laughs> well, it's COVID. You guys have been locked down what three times now? It's a good I time know. to learn something. <laughs> Literally, they keep moving these goalposts. I was supposed to be out of it in July, but whether that happens or not, I, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. How? Yeah. I, that that's something that I've found during COVID is it is, it has given me time to focus on these things. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately I have been, I've been laid off from my trade since um, May of last year. So oh, I've had wow. some time to, to, you know, to find this other avenue of, uh, you know, another industry to get into and, and the personal growth and everything and to focus on, be able to have time to focus on that. So, you know, there's always time, man. There's always time. <laughs> I keep telling myself that it's been written, like, written on a post-it. I can't even, I don't even know where it is, but I just keep buying boxes and boxes of Lego thinking, yes, I will do that one day. And then, I, yeah, yeah, something else gets in the way. And then obviously with the podcast and, you know, running a house, all the, all the generic boring stuff that no one wants to do. Not obviously the podcast. Podcast is of the good thing to do. And obviously yeah. I'd love it. But when it comes to like housework and stuff like that, it's, it's the worst. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I got four kids and two dogs, so I know all about. <laughs> I don't even have that. I have one little sister and I still, I struggle. So <laughs> I really That's should hilarious. not be moaning. <laughs> Actually, speaking about music, I see behind you, you have that, that Ooh Child poster from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's one like my favorite soundtrack in that. And the yes. soundtrack to that movie is unreal. We so. just became best friends. <laughs> i like i like having friends <laughs> literally it is up there with one of the best soundtracks from any film ever and not to get violent but i will probably fight anyone who disagrees with me over I that agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> saved yourself then <laughs> thanks buddy thanks <laughs> so on, on this show, we're, uh, you know, we're big mental health advocates. And obviously we normally have 
um, Dr. Jeff on the show to give people, you know, the tools and tricks to, you know, really help, you know, p- people facing mental challenges who might not know how to cope, might not know what direction to go in. With you being on your own mental health journey, what advice would you give to someone who might be struggling at the minute? Um, the biggest thing that I always advocate for is just have a conversation with someone, um, yeah. be it someone that you know and trust, or um, I don't know how it is in England. I think it seems to me like you guys are, are ahead of us actually in um, acceptance and coping st- strategies yeah. with, uh, with mental health. But there, there's, you know, there's helplines and there's all sorts of things that, uh, that you can get a hold of that are readily available through a Google search. Um, and those people, they're trained to listen to you and they don't have, you know, if you're worried about judgment from someone that you know, those people have no vested interest in forming judgment of you and they're, yeah. they're there to help. So the big thing, and it's, it feels like a weight comes off your shoulders when you do it, is just talk to somebody about your feelings and your emotions. Like, uh, that's like incredible advice for a starter. And it's, it's something that, and it's free. <laughs> exactly. That in there, it's free. <laughs> exactly. You mentioned there about like a weight being lifted, just to switch it back a, like a little bit. Did once you opened up and you started to accept and like starting to, you know, really talk about how you were feeling, is that the feeling that you felt like a weight had been lifted? Um, honestly, when I first was diagnosed and all that stuff, it was amazing to know what I had and what I was dealing with, yeah. but I still kept it in, you know, I still kept it inside. So yeah, once I started talking about it and once I, once I became CJ Beats Bipolar, I guess, um, I, yeah, it felt like a weight was lifted and it, you know, it's amazing to, I'm on a podcast in, in England right now and it's <laughs> going to be in the States, I would assume, uh, with the doctor. So Oh, you definitely. Know, I'm, getting... I'm supposed to be over your way. Oh, no, you're not even in the States, are you? You're in Canada. No, no, but it's the same yes. continent. <laughs> Mr. So. Internationals. That's what yeah. we are. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm speaking internationally. And I mean, I know that uh, the, I was in a documentary on CBC, which is basically the Canadian version of BBC. And there that's was amazing. a guy on there. There was a guy on there that was talking about a program they have in Australia that is the same thing it's a mental health based for for men in traditionally or people that work in traditionally masculine industries and fly in fly out and so there's so many opportunities have been opened up or have opened doors for me just by just by opening up and talking about what i'm going through and um and i'm i'm really grateful for that so no i i love it i I think it's so in um, it's one thing that i'm probably sound quite odd but I'm so grateful of the pandemic because if that hadn't have kind of hit I wouldn't I don't think I'd be sat here having these kind of conversations like I've made so many new connections I've learned so much about not only mental health but my own mental health and now I have all these kind of coping mechanisms and like strategies even just by having this conversation to have that chance to you know speak to someone on the opposite side of the world about you know gods of the galaxy like music being like a form of therapy and open up and being creative it genuinely blows my mind so thank you for obviously coming on sharing your story and having that connection because it is these kind of conversations that well that they help my mental health and i know for a fact the people that listen to this are going to take stuff away from it it's it 
it's it's genuinely so inspiring and I'm, i feel like i keep losing like my trade of thought because i'm a little bit like wow <laughs> it's quite powerful thank you very much i appreciate <laughs> your kind words so where can people find more about you like where are you like on social media and where on the internet um the main place to find me is my website cjbeatsbipolar.ca um, from there, you can go to my links page and it'll, it'll take you to all of my media appearances, things like that. Um, Instagram and Facebook are my, my main uh, stays of social media. They are at CJ Beats Bipolar. Um, I'm starting to try and get into Facebook or sorry, uh, YouTube and TikTok, but those are like video media yeah. video, video media is daunting for me because it's a lot more editing work and i'm like well this is gonna take time but I, <laughs> I see i see value in those in those media avenues and so it's something that i have to you you have to learn piano i have to learn tiktok so i think we should set ourselves like a little challenge I so like we'll, we'll regroup in like a month's time i will post a video on tiktok of me playing twinkle twinkle little star or something if you post a TikTok video, but it has to be like a funny TikTok video. I want some kind of like, you know, blinding lights dance. Oh, you want me to dance on, on TikTok? I think if you're going to do a TikTok, you're going to have to like do, you're going to have to like go full on TikTok. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do what I can. I I, that's that's a good challenge. I, I like challenges and I like fun <laughs> challenges. This will be fun. There we go. Alexa, add a piano to the shopping list, <laughs> You can get them at toy stores. Just get like the little kitty one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, honestly, thank you so much for joining me. You're our first guest on Sykes in the City. Well, so I'm honored to be your first guest. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I, for one, will obviously be watching your journey. And I'm so grateful I've been able to have this you know chat and connect with you so thank you for joining us thank you for having me you've been listening to sykes in the city with me taylor james and me dr jeff Ditzel. make sure you hit that subscribe button follow our socials for more exclusive content and we will see you next week for a brand new episode